I want to share a story with you this Shabbat about a gentleman by the name of Mark Bezos, who I don't know, but only read about. Mark was a um, successful businessman. He always had the dream when he was a young child to become a firefighter. But he also realized that there were many other dreams he had in his life, things that he wanted. He wanted homes, he wanted a particular car, he wanted to live in a particular neighborhood, and he realized that a life as a firefighter wouldn't particularly give him all those things. So he came up with a level of compromise. He went and followed his career in business, was able to live in the area he wanted, the home he wanted, the car he wanted. The compromise was that he would volunteer in the local volunteer fire department. Much like we had here in Southern and Demarest and all the towns peppered around here, we had volunteer fire department and ambulance corps. So that's what he did. The problem was that he was on the volunteer corps for seven years, and he never saw any action in a fire. He suited up many a time, but never any action. And he attributed that to two factors in his life. One is that there rarely were fires. And if there were, you normally got to go and fight the fire based on seniority and who got to the fire first. Now, obviously, in fighting the fire, time is of the essence. So when you arrive first, that benefits. If you're the 10th or 12th person to arrive, you're normally getting the pump or doing some other kind of work like telling cars to move or you know, replacing oxygen tanks that you're not going in and fighting the fire. And then one call came in about a house fire that was just a block and a half away. Conveniently, Mark was off work that day, and his radio CD that he kept in his house went off. He was listening. He thought this was my chance. After seven years, here is my chance. He suits up like Superman, changes faster than lightning, jumps in his car, and runs as fast as he can drives over to the scene of the fire, puts his little siren on in the car, he arrives, and the fire chief leaps in there and says, Mark, man the pump. And he is devastated. And 30 seconds later, another person comes in who has a little bit more seniority, and the fire is already starting to go out of the kitchen fire, and he says, go on in there with this little extinguisher and take out the kitchen fire for man with seniority. And Mark was just hurt, devastated, upset beyond belief. But he did as he was told. About ten minutes later, the fire re-erupted in the house. And it began to get dangerous. So more fire departments came, and they said to the senior man, there's a dog in the house, and the fire is going to get dangerous. Go in and get the dog. Mark sat there, just totally white-faced. Could not believe that this guy was going to be able to run into a burning house and bring out something that was living and that he had to continue to man a pump. And then the fire chief saw the owner of the house outside crying in her pajamas and bare feet. And she was talking to the fire chief. And then the fire chief walked over to Mark and said, Mark, I have an assignment for you. 
I got very excited. And by this time, the fire that had re-erupted was mostly out again. Mark, I want you to go into this woman's bedroom and pick out a pair of tennis shoes and bring them down for her. She said, you're kidding, right? She said, no, I'm not kidding. She has no shoes on her feet. You can't let her back in the house. She's got to go get some tennis shoes for her. She says they're in a closet. So Mark puts on his mask, jumps up the stairs, goes looking around with the flashlight, hoping that there's going to be something screaming for help that he could bring down, but realizes... The only thing that he finds is a pair of Adidas, walks down the stairs, gives her the Adidas, and she's very The Fire goes out, everything is safe, life goes on, and Mark continues to be a volunteer firefighter. And about two weeks later, a very special gift arrives at the firehouse. It's a donation to the town, a plaque, and a beautiful letter from this person whose kitchen had caught on fire. And in it, she wrote about how touched she was by the selflessness and the nature of living of all the volunteer firefighters. And that by being a volunteer firefighter, you are selfless in and of itself. But what touched her the most, what stirred her heart more than anything else, is that as she sat outside barefoot, that someone went into her home to get a pair of shoes for her. That is what moved her more than any other experience. And that's what she wrote in her letter, in her plaque and information, was the tipping point, the part that reminded her that the goodness in another soul matters. And that ability to make that choice is what touched herself. The ethics of our ancestors, Shakira Vos, were taught, No alecha ham lachali more, the loata ben cholin lehibatelimena. We are not required to finish the task, but we're not allowed to desist from it either. We're not required to complete the task, but we're not allowed to desist from it either. That is a confusing quote. And for most of my childhood and part of my adult life, that was like the quote, you can't have your cake and eat it too. This is a senseless quote. What's the point of cake if you can't eat it? What do you mean you don't have to complete the task but you can't walk away from it? doesn't make sense. A story like this puts it into perspective for us. Because the story of Mark is a story that lives in the hearts of all of us. When we take on a role or a position, we do something in our lives, we all want to have this notion of being heroic. And heroic normally comes with this very meaningful completion. And heroism looks a whole bunch of different ways today. Heroism can be the person who's disruptive on an airplane, that another passenger gets up and holds down until the plane makes the emergency landing, which seems to happen about once every two weeks today in America. That person is branded a hero. Or someone who takes a lone crazy gunman and jumps on them and puts himself in the line of fire and holds them down until the police come. That person is branded a hero, and they are normally afforded commendations. Or a person who, you know, interrupts something to make a bad situation better. Like, for example, those who were fixing the problem with the referees in the NFL to say the solution is a heroic solution just in time, and we can leave all the political pieces of the NFL to the side. But when we come up with that solution, we say, this heroism is coming into this now. Because heroism always seems to have some level of completion to it. Finality. Fulfillment. 
But what we realize is that it doesn't have to be that way to be heroic. And what the quote and Shakir Avot is offering to us, we're not required to complete the task, but we're not free to assist in it either. It's really a lesson to all of us. They're telling us that we each have a role in the game. That all of us have something to do, regardless of how big or how small it might be. For Mark, he was absolutely devastated that he had to run up the stairs and what was left of a little bit of a fire in a home for seven years working with a volunteer firefighter and his only task was to get a pair of Adidas. That wasn't satisfying to him. He didn't feel heroic at all. He felt that the real hero was the fireman who walks out with a dog or a baby or a crying woman and saves them from the flames. That's what a hero looks like. The hero is the person who shields the gun from the children and jumps on the shooter. That's what a hero looks like. But to this woman, in her absolute moment of desperation and need, what did heroism look like? Was the unknown man wearing a mask who goes into a not very dangerous building just to get a pair of shoes so that she can have a little bit more comfort in what was a very bad day for her. That's what it was. Heroism looks different to all of us. Shabbat, we read the story, we read the story, we read the story of Ha'azinu, the closing chapters of Moses' life. And in reading that story, you realize that Moses doesn't have a heroic ending. If there were flashes of heroism in Moses' life, courageous heroism, like when he stood before Paro and he said, let my people go. Allow them to be free. They don't want to be slaves anymore. There were heroic moments like when he went up to the mountain by himself. For 40 days and 40 nights, he came down with the Lukot. There were real moments when he was frustrated at the name Israel, the Israelites, who had grown bored, upset, who lost their sense of faith and made a Nagel Hazahab, a golden calf, and he threw down the Lukot. An upset and an anger. There were times where People were sexy in Israel. He dealt with them, and other times he was innovative and creative. But what didn't happen is Moses wasn't the guy bringing the football over the goal line with three seconds left in the game. Moses wasn't the guy, as he completes the book of Deuteronomy, the five books of the Torah, who then takes the Israelite people into Israel and they all drink the milk and the honey together and they dance the Torah and celebrate. Isn't that God? There's no finality to a heroism. And what the Torah is telling us in that lesson is something incredibly valuable. And I think what they're telling us is, that you are not obligated to complete the task, that you're not free to dismiss from it either. Because as I explained to me only just a few minutes ago, we all have a role in handing the tongue door to door sending the baton from one generation to the next. And if we don't fulfill our responsibility in handing it from one generation to the next, and we're only waiting to be the hero, to be in the limelight, to be the person of recognition, and what have we fulfilled? We fulfilled something where we think of ourselves and not where we think of others. Where we think of our role individually and not communally. Where we think of how we will be recognized in history and not how we the collective and be part of something greater than history. 
That's the lesson that the Torah is teaching us. And the mantle being handed over to Yeshua and to others crossing in the Holy Land. It doesn't even happen in the Torah because it reminds us of that teaching. We're not required to take the task, but we're not allowed to assist from the either. I doubt there are very many volunteer firefighters in this room. Maybe some. Maybe a few in the volunteer ambulance corps. There are moments in all of our lives where we sometimes search to be a hero, but realize that heroism looks and feels many different ways And that heroism doesn't have to be bringing a dog or a baby or a burning a woman out of a burning building. A heroism can be found in bringing out a pair of shoes, in changing someone's life, in the small things that we offer. Because we don't have to be the only person who runs the ball over the finish line or brings the Israelite people over into the promised land. But all of the little roles matter as much as the big roles. Let us be a lesson to all of us about our role and realize that we don't have to complete the task, but we can't walk away from it either. And we feel that compelled, that compulsion, and compelled to do more. Can you do that? 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 Can you